Kiber Ruiz had himself a very interesting 2023 season, fresh off a contract extension. But with all that said, he had some weird numbers. I will explain after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. And of course, wherever you get your podcast, that is where you'll find Locked On Nationals. All you got to do is search Locked On Nationals wherever. And of course, hit that subscriber button, especially over on YouTube. Again, search Locked On Nationals to find anything Locked On Nationals related. I should say Locked On Nationals more. Am I right? Well, Later on in today's show, we will be discussing Kiber Ruiz kind of revisiting his extension from this last offseason, heading in, or really it was spring training when he got that extension, rather. Eight years, $50 million, around a 6-3 AAV. We'll discuss that, kind of revisit it. How do we feel about it? How does Kiber feel about it? Well, I got some thoughts, and I think I have some answers on that as well. But, of course, also, as we kind of said, Kiber Ruiz, while the metrics for him this year, they were a little bit muddy, to say the least. And when you kind of get down into it, I'll explain as to why it got a little bit muddy. That'll be in that second segment of today's show. And in particular, it's his defense. That is really the only cause of concern, in my opinion. And we'll discuss that a little bit later on. But let's just start off with reacting in 2023 for Kiber Ruiz. And when the Nationals traded for him... Back in the 2021 deadline, again, the marquee prospect in that trade. Josiah Gray was in that as well. Two big-time top 50 prospects in all of baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers were not going to give him up, and really either of them up, for nothing. They got in return Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. And, of course, the Nationals got a handful of other guys as well, including Donovan Casey and a couple others. But other than that, the Nationals... They've kind of orchestrated this deal in a very good way, in my opinion. And when you talk about Josiah Gray and even Kiber Ruiz in that conversation, revisiting that trade, it made a lot of sense looking back at that deadline. Now, again, you can kind of make the argument as to why you shouldn't have traded Trey Turner at that year's deadline. Maybe you could have waited until the offseason. Maybe you just ride that kind of hot streak that he was on that year and see if you can get a little bit more. I think that was kind of thrown out there a lot. But even then, the Nationals, they got a good return when it came with Kiber Ruiz and Josiah Gray, two promising young prospects, guys who are also knocking on the door of the major leagues already. Both of them already made their major league debuts before that time. Josiah Gray started right out into the majors, started with us. Kiber Ruiz got sent down to AAA, kind of worked out some things, but even then killed the baseball down in Rochester. So now we're here. Kiber Ruiz has established himself as the Nationals franchise catcher. You could say he's one of the cornerstones of this rebuild. In fact, he is. I don't even know why I would say you can say that. You definitely can say that. He is one of the main pieces of this Nationals foundation as we sit here today. Now, here's also the thing, though. With Kiber Ruiz, again, this is an interesting case because the numbers, when you look at them from just above, 
the numbers that you see on baseball reference on MLB.com, whatever you want to look at, they're fine. Batting 260 this year, 308 on base percentage, and a 409 slug for a 717 OPS over the course of 2023. Fine. Nothing all that special. But even then, Kiba Ruiz, this is kind of something that we discussed even last offseason and a lot over the course of this season. The metrics say that Kiba Ruiz is still one of baseball's unluckiest hitters, meaning his expected numbers when it comes to his expected batting average and expected slugging are a lot more inflated than what the results from what we actually saw this season. Dating back to 2022, we saw a lot of the same there as well. So now it's this with Kiber. Breaking down his 2023 season is very difficult, if we're just kind of being honest here, because there is a lot of positive when it comes to his success at the plate. But when he's behind the dish, defensively, catching-wise, that is where he took a big step up, or step back, rather. I'm going to discuss that a little bit later on. But looking at these metrics here, and kind of just what we have seen with Kibert Ruiz, do you feel confident enough to say that this is going to be a guy who's going to help this organization and only continue to get better as well? Because the Nationals, they put their faith in him, giving him an eight-year extension at this young of an age. And the Nationals, we all know in the past, they have not done this. And Kiber Ruiz, this is kind of the good thing in my opinion. Kiber Ruiz was a Scott Boris client entering spring training, switched agents, and then all of a sudden he got a nice little extension with the Nationals. What does that really mean? Because we all know the name Scott Boris. We know who he's associated with. We know what business he does. He's not in it for the fans. Simple as that. He's not. He's not in it for your average Joe or Sam, whatever out there. He's just not. But now he made that kind of agent change, and he quickly signed an extension. Well, number one, my antenna kind of went up when that moment happened because Scott Boris usually has the better players in baseball. And the reason why he does have the better players in baseball, well, number one, he's the best in the business at what he does. He just is. When it crossed Major League Baseball, an agent. Scott Boris is kind of the guy. He's going to get you paid. He's going to get you your money and he's going to get it probably the right way and what you should do business. Now, again, that's not really in the best interest of fans. So heading into this season after 2022, there were some ups, but there are also some downs. 673 OPS wasn't all that great. A 94 OPS plus After having a 103 OPS plus back in 2021, there's a lot of different things that you could say, yeah, Kiebert can build on this. But one of my main goals for Kiebert Ruiz, I needed to see some power with him. Because again, seven home runs over 112 games in 2022 as someone who is supposed to be a power hitter. You need to hit more home runs. You need to generate more slug. And over the course of this season, while again, there are a lot of ups and there's also a lot of downs. Kiba Ruiz, he got that job done, and consistently as well, I should say. A 409 slug of this season compared to his 360 just last year, that is something that you can say is a major step forward with Kiba Ruiz. And even then, looking kind of beyond those numbers, beyond the basic slugging numbers, all these things matter to me for a reason. Because if you look across baseball right now, the Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros, the Atlanta Braves, all the different teams that are in still in this race and or made the postseason, Atlanta Braves, not in the race anymore. 
But we know what today's game is about, and it's about getting those extra base hits, hitting for power, getting the long ball. And when you're Kiebert Ruiz and you have a 60-grade power tool, and that's what people talked about down in the minor leagues, we needed to see a little bit more pop up in the majors. So this year, he doubled his home run total from last year. And yes, while he did have a lot more at-bats, in fact, at about 130 more at-bats than he did last year, but even then, 18 home runs compared to seven just last year. That is a step forward, Kiebert Ruiz. And again, this is a switch hitting guy. Someone who had a lot of at-bats from both sides of the plate, but ultimately had most of his at-bats at the left side of the plate. And in reality, I've always kind of thought this with Kiebert Ruiz. I've always really thought this, that Kiebert is a better right-handed hitter. And in fact, he put the ball in play a little bit more as he batted 289 compared to a 249 as a left-handed batter. Now, again, here's where it gets a little tricky. His slugging, something that we wanted to see from this year, someone that we really desperately needed so far over the course of 2023. He slugged a lot better from the left side of the plate. So there's a lot of different things to balance here with Bear. Well, number one, as far as Bear goes, the power, if you want to stick with that, just right there, the power comes from the left side of the plate because he gets 17 home runs as a lefty this year and only one as a right-handed hitter. It's confusing, to say the least, because, again, I said that this is Muddy Waters, and you're starting to see why. He has a bat- higher, way higher batting average as a right-handed batter, but then on the flip side, he's got a lot more power from the left side of the plate. So where do you kind of balance this out with Bear? Where can we kind of find and tiptoe this fine line of where Key Bear is a better contact hitter as a right-handed hitter compared to a better power hitter as a left-handed batter? There's a lot of different things to balance here, and it really just comes to your philosophical takes on baseball. Do you want to see someone put the ball and play a little bit more, get on base as a whole? Then, yeah, you may want to see Key Bear from the right side of the plate. But if you want to see power, if you want to see him hit home runs, and hit a lot of them, in fact, then you're going to want to see him hit from the left side of the plate. And if I were to answer that question, I want to see him hit from the left side of the plate. Now, being a baseball nerd, I've always kind of liked his swing a little bit better and really his approach as a whole from the right side of the plate. Number one, it just seems different when he's out there. As a righty, it just feels like he simplifies things really just down to the thumbnail of it. That's really what it comes down to with him. His approach is a little bit different as a right-handed batter, and there's no numbers to support that. But if you watch those games, you saw him put the ball in play a lot of different times this year as a right-handed hitter. Going back to the left side of the plate, again, that is where he had his power. If we can just find a way to marry both of those things and figure out where are you better, because you're good at both things for both sides of the plate, but also you want to see them both be good on both sides of wherever you're hitting. I'd much rather see a slash line of batting 300 with a 500 slugging from the other side of the plate as a lefty compared to a 220 batting average with a 350 slug. I would much rather see one side kind of be a little bit more lopsided because that's where it gets in these muddy waters because where do you want to see And this is where a lot of people disagree, in fact, because of that factor just right there, as we were saying. 
you can't really just pick one side of this because he's good and really good, in fact, in both areas, but in different kind of ways. Slugging is his left side of the plate compared to getting the ball in play and his right side of the plate. So it's not a terrible problem to have. It's not really an issue either, you could say. But even then, can't we just find a way to kind of marry those things and have them kind of take those next steps on both sides of the plate? Because Keeba Ruiz, he finished off the season blazing hot. Blazing hot. We'll get into those numbers a little bit, but I do want to talk about kind of his defensive setback because this year defensively, we kind of saw it a lot, and it was talked about a lot. Even with all the guys running on the Nationals, Kibet Ruiz is one of them, even after having a very solid defensive season last year. First full season in the majors. He was good defensively, but this year, it was not so good. That is the concerning part with Kibet Ruiz. Let's discuss that, but before we get into that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And guys, when we tell you about Sleeper, We want you to know that the MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. And baseball has never been more exciting than what it is now with studs like Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Juan Soto. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 time payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and I promise you, you could win big. When you talk about this, Sleeper app is the best for fantasy baseball because they have all the different projections out there that I want to see, and they're so precise. I've played fantasy baseball my entire life, and when I say this, Sleeper has the best projections in the game. They're always on point. They're always giving you some nice little nuggets on guys. I love that feature with them. And also talking about the group chat, we all have friends that we want to talk crap to, so you can do that as well. Or you can just discuss trades or discuss baseball or just be nice people. There's a lot of different things you can do with the Sleeper. That's why I want you guys to get in on this. And all you have to do is use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Sleep Sleeper's terms of use for details. And make sure to use code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. And of course, on tomorrow's show, we will continue the 2023 breakdowns. I'll tell you guys who I'll be breaking down just a little bit later of today's program. But of course, let's get back into it because Kibert Ruiz, again, impressive. He did have a good season. He did. But even then, there is one thing that really stood out to me really stood out to me, in fact. Kiba Ruiz took a big step back when it came to just simply being a solid defensive kind of catcher. So this year, comparing it to 2022, there's a lot of different things that you could say. "Mm." His pop time ranked in the fourth percentile as far as MLB catchers go and as far as qualified catchers go as well. Compared to what last year, down in the 25th percentile. Now, here's that. What do we make of this? Because Kiber Ruiz, again, this was someone who is a very good defensive catcher coming out of the prospect ranks. This is someone that had a lot of promise behind the plate, and we saw it last year. We saw why he kind of deserved this extension coming this offseason. The pitchers really liked him. 
And there's a lot of different things to like about Ruiz behind the plate. But this year, he took that step back. Now, why is that? Is it just because of the fact that Nationals pitchers maybe, maybe just maybe were throwing more breaking balls? Sure, they were. A lot of these pitchers this year, we took a lot of step ups in that department. And a lot of guys were throwing a lot of good pitches. But even then, Kibet Ruiz, his pop time is a little bit concerning. Just being that low down in MLB, that's one of the worst pop times in all of baseball compared to the rest of major leagues right now. And again, this is Kiebert's prime. Do I think that Kiebert Ruiz is going to be kind of like this bad defensive catcher? Because let's just be honest right now. Kiebert Ruiz, he's got to kind of find this balance of being good at both. He's not this big time slugging catcher that's going to hit 30, 25, 35 home runs, whatever it is over the course of the season. He has that potential. We just haven't seen that yet. So when you have those limitations already at the plate, I need to see what you can do behind the dish. Because last year, what we saw, he was one of the better catchers in baseball as far as pickoffs go. This year, that didn't really do too much for him. Again, he was more impressive in that department, but not compared to last year. He was still probably above major league average, but even then, I need to see a little bit more because the pretty big fall off in production as far as his defense goes, that was the most concerning part for Kibet Ruiz this season. And again, these are just some of his numbers from 2023. His framing was in the third percentile, one of the worst in all of baseball. His blocks above average, sixth percentile. Compared to last year, his blocks above average, he was in the 71st percentile. His framing was in the 17th percentile. His pop time was in the 25th percentile. These numbers, what he kind of showed us this year, they weren't just minor fall-offs. These were pretty big fall-offs. And again, Kibet Ruiz is still a good player. You saw him out there. You have his faith when he's behind the plate. And I think the pitching staff as well, they show that. But to say that, he did not drop off this year. If you were to make that argument and say, well, I I don't really believe in that. That's just not true. And the reason why I say that is because I have seen some people say, well, you can talk about the metrics, but even then, if you just watch Kiebert Ruiz and what he does, he did take a step up in that department. And yeah, sure. If you want to make that argument, that is perfectly fine. But the numbers say there was a fall off when it came to this. And it's a little premature to say that in my opinion because we shouldn't be sounding the alarm bells you shouldn't be calling 911 over this there's a lot of different things to panic about that is not Kibert Ruiz trust me there is a lot more to panic about but with all that said again Kibert Ruiz he has had these kind of inconsistencies over his time in the major leagues even after last year having a uh, groin injury, we'll just say, back in 2022 to shut him down for the entirety of that season? Is it maybe that that kind of held him back entering the opening day and just kind of carried on? I don't know. Because, in fact, if you were to ask anyone about kind of his production falling off a little bit behind the plate, not really getting to all the pitches in the dirt, his pop time being a lot slower than what it once was, there's different things to really talk about here. And in fact, I would probably make the argument that I think Kibar Ruiz will find a way to get better because let's just be honest here. There's really only one way to go up from here. 
Because again, Key Bear is someone who is a big part of this foundation going forward. He's going to be one of the faces of this franchise, hopefully someday down the line. I've made the argument at C.J. Abrams, but Key Bear Ruiz is a great, great talent behind the dish that a lot of different teams would love to have him as a catcher. But again, we talk about his potential. We talk about the different things he can do at the plate. A switch hitting power catcher. Someone who also has showed at times that he is a solid defender. But seeing the drop-off in production from the defensive side while also carrying the bag of he did have better production at the plate, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about his lefty and his righty splits. We need to just find a way to get this more consistent. We need to find a way to get him to just produce at both levels here because we can talk about his offensive production and how it was a lot better this year, which it, by the way, was. But then also you have to kind of notice the fact that defensively, he wasn't all that great in 2023. And listen, baseball is a weird, strange sport. Things happen. Guys have weird seasons like Aaron Nola. We all know Aaron Nola is a tremendous pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. Tremendous. Heading into a free agency year. In fact, he's a free agent after this year. Hopefully the Phillies just lose. I'll get into that another day. He was awful this year. Baseball is this a weird sport. Is it that sugar high that Kibet Ruiz had just getting that contract extension, solidifying himself as a national for quite some time moving forward? Because again, this is not someone who's a, he's not a free agent until, take a guess. Take a wild guess when he is a free agent. 2033, 10 years from now, we'll be talking about Kibet Ruiz being a free agent yet again. In both those years, there's also two club option years at the end of it that the Nationals could decide to pick up or decline, whatever they want. There is no buyouts there. You can pick up the club option or you can choose not to. So speaking of these contracts, because this is what I want. I want the Nationals to extend players. I want the Nationals to keep their homegrown guys. Keep Ruiz isn't really homegrown, but you get what I'm saying. I want them to keep their young prospects. We saw what happened in the 2010s. If you don't lock them up too early, it gets to be too expensive too late. So I like that the Nationals kind of learn from their mistakes. But even then, with the lackluster production, would you kind of, not lackluster, that's a little rough, but with really not the consistency of what we wanted to see with Kiba Ruiz, would you do that contract extension again, knowing what has happened in 2023? I'm going to answer that question, but before we get into that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Jace Medical, and guys, when we talk about Jace Medical, we want you to know that with all these uncertainties right now across the world today, it's important to just simply be prepared, and when you talk about all the different things that are happening right now, there's some unrest in the Middle East, there's fires in Hawaii, hurricanes, tornadoes, all the different stuff that we just simply can have struggles really preparing for. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Like I'm going overseas this summer and guess what? I'm going to get with Jace Medical because I know that they're going to have my back. They will know exactly what I'll need from going over to Europe and Italy and back. What will I need to take? 
before then? What will I need to take after? Jace Medical is that answer for me. So Jace Medical now offers the customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. So guys, go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code Locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. Now we get back into it as tomorrow's show will be another 2023 breakdown. And who may that be? You may ask. Well, it's going to be a variety of players this year, but we're going to start off with. Jake Irvin, and then get into Riley Adams, Kiber Ruiz, backup catcher who had a stellar, stellar 2023 season before breaking his handmate bone. We'll discuss those two players and really what they showed over the course of this season. Now, let's get back into Kiber Ruiz as the question being posed right now is what is going to happen or not what is going to happen rather. Would you extend Kiber Ruiz over? Going into this season, again, we kind of discussed this a lot. I like to see these extensions. doesn't really matter who they are. doesn't really matter what kind of production that they have. If you're going to extend someone for eight years, $50 million around a 6.3 AAV, sign me up any day of the week. Really. There, there is nothing that Kibera Wees can do at this moment and say, yeah, I would never extend that guy again. I would never sign this extension again. When you are getting paid $50 million, the potential that Kibet Ruiz has over the course of eight seasons in people, this has, this could be a 10-year deal for Kibet Ruiz when it's all said and done. Because he's not going to be a free agent until 2032, nine years from now. Kibet Ruiz is locked up for the foreseeable future. And in fact, for quite some time he could retire after this contract is over with and again some people may say well what if he just kind of flounders out in the major leagues 6.3 million annually think about that for a second think about kind of just what that means for this yes it's six million dollars of course it goes against the luxury tax and all those different things but again if you're going to give this guy around six ish million dollars annually and again some of these numbers are kind of broken apart. He's going to be getting six, or he got six million dollars, or he's getting six million dollars rather in 2024, 2025. He's getting five million, then five million in 26 and 27 as well. And then in 2028, bumps up to seven million, 29, it goes to nine million, 2030, it's nine million. And then in 2031 and 2032, there is a $12 million option and a $14 million option, both being club options for the Nationals. This is a win-win scenario because here's the thing. I still believe in Key Bear Ruiz as the prospect. I still think he has the potential to be kind of an all-star kind of caliber player. I truly do believe that because what he does from both sides of the plate and even at times what we've seen defensively, even dating back to 2022 and parts of 2021, he is a big talent. He still has all the tools to kind of put it together at once. But here's the thing. They can't lose this deal. The only person, and when I mean they, the Nationals, they cannot lose this deal. You can't. 
when you're getting paid $6 million or around that in the ballpark, whatever you want to say, you're not going to lose that deal over the course of 10 years. Now, it may just kind of stink because it could be like a, dang, we're rolling out this guy in five years from now. Let's say he doesn't pan out. Whatever. This isn't going to be a Patrick Corbin, one of the highest paid left-handed pitchers in all of baseball. That's not going to be that. He's not going to be the one of the highest paid catchers in all of baseball. Keep Ruiz is going to get jumped multiple and multiple and multiple times over. There's a lot of different catchers out there right now who are going to get paid in a big way someday. Henry Davis with the Pirates. Adley Rutschman from the Baltimore Orioles. Plenty of guys out there that we can talk about. Ethan Salas, the 17-year-old with the San Diego Padres, is already a top-five prospect in baseball. He's going to get paid. Keep Ruiz someday down the line, if he does turn into that all-star kind of catcher, if he does turn into that guy that you can count on day in and day out in this organization, being a leader in the clubhouse, being a leader of a pitching staff that is a young, growing one as we speak. That is valuable to this team. And only paying him really pennies on the dollar for what he could be worth someday, $6 million plus over the course of eight years, sign me up any day. Any day of the week. There's nothing the Nationals could go. There's nothing wrong that could go wrong here. Nothing. Not a single thing out there. If he is a backup catcher, cool. $6 million a year, no problem. No problem whatsoever when it comes to me. So revisiting that contract again. I would like to see more production from Kibar Ruiz heading into the offseason. I would like to see Kibar Ruiz kind of get to that 800 OPS territory, hit for just a little bit more power, get to 20-plus home runs, get a lot more RBIs. But even then, Kibar Ruiz kind of something that we didn't really talk about this, but I just remember this stat now. Kibar Ruiz is one of the clutchest Nationals hitters this year. With runners in scoring position, he batted 365 at a 406 on base percentage, a 579 slug that was a 985 OPS, which had six home runs, 54 RBIs, and only 13 strikeouts at 126 at bats. And again, batting 365 and runners in scoring position, I'll take that any day of the week, especially when you're already extended. We don't have to worry about this anymore. The Nationals, I do believe they got their catcher of the future with Key Barrett Wees. But again, Just because we have the catcher of the future doesn't mean there needs to be no improvements. We need to see a little bit more slugging. We need to see a big step up from defensive production. But again, you kind of compare these guys to what they are paid. Kibert Ruiz is paid nothing, probably compared to what he should be getting down the line. We'll just have to see what happens. But of course, it's an interesting one nonetheless. Tomorrow, we will be breaking down Jake Irvin and as well as Riley Adams. It'll be a fun one because you guys remember, if you're an everydayer, Jake Irvin, he caught a lot of shrapnel over here. I said that he was going to be a bullpen guy. I did not really believe in him as a starter. I'm wrong. 100% wrong. I'll explain more on tomorrow's show and why I love Jake Irvin going into 2024. But of course... Enjoy some postseason baseball. The Philadelphia Phillies, please lose. I'll catch you on the flip side.